You are now listening to I Am Vibrant, the podcast that helps you reboot your brain and reprogram your subconscious mind to feel good on purpose and create a life you love. Warning, miracles may occur. Let's join today's episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the I Am Vibrant podcast. This is Leah Lund, your host, and I'm here today to talk about relationship malnutrition. This may be a term that you have not heard before because I created it, but it is a feeling I'm almost certain you have felt before or you wouldn't be here. And it's the feeling really of loneliness. Our need to connect is innate. It's part of us because our connection is part of us. It's part of our design on a cellular level, on an emotional level, on a practical level. We came into existence as human beings in a, in a tribal way. Yet in our modern life, we don't always live this way. We go through our day to day thinking we need to do it all alone and not feeling connected to anyone, to even the people that are there physically in our lives. And when we live this way, we start to feel really out of alignment and it hurts and it's painful and we feel lonely. And lonely might not be a word that you really want to associate with or identify with. So just notice when I say that word, what comes up for you? Do you feel like that's a sign or an acknowledgement of a weakness? Or is it just an honest reflection, curious, neutral review of the emotions that you're feeling? Feeling nurtured and nourished from relationships does require being in touch with your own feelings of nourishment. So the feelings of loneliness, so what I'm saying there is get comfortable with loneliness. Let it be okay if you feel lonely. And of course, that doesn't mean 24-7. But if, if there are moments of loneliness throughout your day, simply acknowledge them. It's one of the rainbow of emotions that we humans get to feel. So feelings of loneliness affect all people. It doesn't matter who you are, women, men, children, cross-gender, LBG, LGBTQ, excuse me, um, have certainly experienced it, I think, to maybe a bigger degree than others because there is a societal pressure that makes them an outcast. But really so many of us have felt that inside at one time or another, right? Whether it's when you were suffering from depression or anxiety or, or doing something unconventional with your life, it's that feeling of isolation that is loneliness. These feelings can arise anytime that we think we're alone or different or just not as connected as everybody else. Whenever we believe that we don't fit in. Loneliness is as uh, powerful and you feel it as strongly as a physical pain. Truly, uh, it's no different. 
it's a very real sensation and like all emotions it can actually have physical effect on our body in fact there are brain scans of lonely people that show they enter into fight or flight the stress response fight or flight freeze or fawn more often than others so in other words loneliness is this undercurrent that when something happens in life we may have had the stress coping skills to deal with ordinarily if we're in a state of loneliness we lose that capacity and that ability to be dealing with the pain and it feels or dealing with the stress and it feels very painful here's the thing about loneliness it actually doesn't have as much to do with how many people are around you physically as it does to do with how you relate and how you connect and what's going on internally so loneliness can happen and i hear this all the time from clients loneliness can happen even when you're married and i know those of you who are not married who are looking for a partner might think oh my loneliness is here because i don't have a partner but that's really looking for someone else to complete you that whole you know jerry Maguire <laughs> moment you complete me we we get to complete ourselves and then we're much less likely to feel lonely no matter who we're around but this is a very common theme among my married clients is here i am married and then comes the guilt the feelings of guilt of i shouldn't feel lonely because i'm married i have children i have all this going on in my life but i'm still feeling this sense of not fitting in not belonging not connecting and i'm lonely and so i invite you here this this episode is about how to have a relationship buffet how to have so much going on in your life and be able to connect with all the beautiful people in your life that it's like a buffet you're not trying to eat only only the kale you're looking at all the beautiful colors ways arrangements that you can possibly nourish yourself from a relational standpoint and you're being open to it because otherwise loneliness is bound to exist it just makes sense that it would exist. And loneliness can negatively influence even your physical health, certainly your mental health, but even your physical health. It's a risk factor. Loneliness is a risk factor for type 2 diabetes, for arthritis. You are twice as likely to develop Alzheimer's if you're lonely. Loneliness compromises your immunity. It increases your stress hormone production, your cortisol and all the other stress hormones which have their own, own array of effects on our physical body, in, including compromising the immune system, lowering your metabolism, contributing to weight gain, and ultimately to all kinds of disease. Loneliness feeds chronic inflammation, and it ages us. And in particular, my clients that have autoimmune, so autoimmune, disease is a bit of a mystery in the medical field but what we know for sure is the body's attacking itself so we could translate that to the body doesn't want to be here anymore well why doesn't the body want to be here anymore why does it want to attack itself hurt itself maybe even kill itself 
And there's always an emotional piece to that. And in fact, it might be the dominant influencer. So what role does loneliness play in that? I think a pretty big one. So if you've been struggling with an autoimmune disease and you can't seem to find a solution, definitely explore all the physical solutions. I'm not saying don't do that. That's a very important piece of it. But also explore how nourished do you feel by the relationships in your life and how lonely do you feel? And I'm going to carry on here and, and give you some steps you can take if you are now just realizing that, yeah, I feel lonely and that's having an impact on my health, including my autoimmune. So the loneliness can tend to get worse as we age because our, our human tendency and our human patterns and our societal patterns are that when we age, we do have fewer people in our lives. When we're young, when we're first going to college, think about when you first went to college, like you're meeting all these new people all the time and there's all these new ideas and you're connecting in all these new ways. And it, it's by the time you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s and beyond, your routines are routine. Your patterns, your habits, who you come into contact with, it's fairly simplified and routine. So that's why loneliness can feel like it's getting worse as you age. Uh, and also you, the danger then is that your mind, the ego mind starts to have perceptions and beliefs about what it means about you and about your future. I'm feeling lonely. So that must mean, you know, I don't fit in. It's always going to be this way. And Maybe deep down, there's this little voice that says, I've done something wrong because I feel this way. Over age 60, research shows that the feeling of loneliness increases dramatically. And there might be some reality to that. You may have lost a partner when we're over 60. We do experience death of of some of our relationships, we experience it at any age, but it's more likely over 60, but it doesn't mean that you have to feel lonely. So I really want to recommend some things here that can help you. If this is resonating and you are realizing, oh, that's been the unfulfilled or even the fearful feeling that I've been having, I've just realized right now listening it is loneliness. Here's some things that you can do to release that loneliness, to feel more connected, to feel more like you fit in, and therefore have a buffet of relationships in your life that really fill you up in different ways at different times. So before I make the recommendations, I want to say this whole idea of not fitting in. I'm, I'm lonely because I can only connect with certain types of people. Certain types of people are the only ones that connect and get me. This limits our buffet. This is like eating off of, you know, a quarter of the buffet. And it's actually one of the very core subconscious beliefs. 
In rapid transformational therapy, which is the type of hypnotherapy that I practice, we know that any issue, psychological, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, that we release in hypnotherapy, the subconscious programming that falls into those categories that we release in hypnotherapy, comes down to three beliefs. And, and I credit Marissa, my mentor, on this. The deep-seated feeling or emotion or thought is that I'm not enough, number one, or what I want is available, but just not to me, or I'm so different, I'm so out of the norm that I can't ever possibly connect. I can't have the things that anybody else has because I'm just so different. Those are three very core subconscious beliefs about self that create patterns. They create, they are a belief and they're a subconscious belief. So it's a belief that was formed probably at age seven or before. It affects most things that you think, most things that you feel, therefore most things that you do, therefore most things you create in your life. And they are core beliefs that starve you on a relationship basis. So what do you do if anything like that, anything I've said here has resonated and you're saying, oh, well, this is, this is it. This is what's been going on my whole life. What do I do? Number one, the most important thing, reconnect with yourself. Get a more deep and intimate relationship with yourself. And that means seeing all that you are, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and seeing all the pieces, the things that your mind would say are good or bad. This is self-acceptance. This is essential in order to have any kind of self-love. So start to connect more deeply with yourself. In fact, allow yourself time. And, and that can look like self-care, eating well, exercising, um, all the things we do, meditating, drinking water, you know, all the things that we know are good for ourselves. It can look like that, but it can also look like just giving yourself solitude time. And it can look like being graceful with yourself gentle with yourself when you make a mistake, when you feel an emotion, really allowing you to be 100% you. The good, the bad, the ugly, as they would say, except that there's no bad or ugly. So reconnecting with yourself can help you get more nourishment out of all of your relationships. Then second thing is you can start to connect more deeply with the people in your life. So how do you do that? Well, you have to get vulnerable because we can have all this surface level conversation. You could have a thousand friends and never touch on anything deeply meaningful to you. And in most situations, in order to deepen a connection with a friend, it's up to you. 
somebody else is probably not going to start that connection. So you get to. You get to start deepening your connection by being vulnerable, by saying, you know what, this morning I cried. This morning I got so stressed out and I was thinking I wasn't enough and the kids were doing this and my husband was doing that and I saw this on the news and here's how I was feeling. And you can even ask a simple question like, do you ever feel that way? And when you do that, you will instantly bond with someone. As I'm recording this, we just had the I Am Vibrant Girls Weekend Getaway. And it was so amazing because women just dropped their guard. They dropped the management of the image that they felt like they had to put out to the world. And they were just who they are in every way, just open, visible, vulnerable. Here's who I am. They allowed themselves to be seen and to be heard. And deep, deep, deep connections were formed. My emails and chat is flooded this morning with women saying, I can't believe I got so comfortable with a, a stranger in, in such a short amount of time. That is how you deeply connect with who is in your life. And you also, a really important part of this is not edit who that's meant to be with. In other words, not have a view that you, oh, I should deeply connect with my husband, my kids, my closest girlfriends, but maybe not with the doorman or my Uber driver or the cashier at the grocery store. When you see that every human connection is an opportunity to connect deeply, then it's transformational. There are, then you become in the practice of deeply connecting with anybody who's around you. The third suggestion then, once you've done one and two, connected with yourself, connected with those that are already there in your life, then start to increase the number of people that are in your circle that are in your web, really, of connection and let go of who it's supposed to be and who it's not. At the weekend, I gave somebody the challenge just to hug somebody, hug a stranger. And I said, bye tomorrow morning. And she did it within one hour. And it felt really great because all of a sudden, almost every moment of your life, there's somebody there that you could be connecting with. And don't discount virtual. If you happen to be, for whatever reason, maybe uh, physical limitations, you don't leave your house much, virtual is better than nothing. Does it replace in person? Probably not completely, but virtual is better than nothing. So be in a tribe, be in a community where you virtually get to connect in a way that uplifts you. So I want to talk now about the primary relationship, the marriage or uh, life partner primary relationship. Almost half of married people get divorced. So we can have conditioning and beliefs that if I just find that partner, then all of my relationship needs will be met. I will have a full buffet of connectedness with other humans. And that's really, really a false perception because no one person in our life can feed us in every way. 
They can't be our full spectrum of connection. We need different connection. We need a variety of relationships. And so whether you're married or whether you're not, everything that I've said so far applies. And we, our ego mind has a tendency to place it if you're not married on, on, well, if I just had, right? Like if I just had this intimate relationship, then everything would be fulfilled. And then when we're married and we don't feel that because we're supposed to, now we've got that marriage, we should be fully fulfilled. Then we feel guilty and start to judge ourselves. So it's sort of like a lose-lose situation, right? So I, I invite you right now to just um, dissolve that belief that a single person could be your full spectrum of connection. We need the variety. There are different types of nourishment from different types of relationship. And when we, when we put the pressure on our primary relationship to fill us up in every single way, it's really a setup for not feeling fulfilled with that relationship. So I invite you today instead to think about a buffet and not expect to have every type of emotional connection, fulfillment or nourishment from your husband or your spouse or your partner. Now it's tempting to wanna to get it all in one place. It's no different than wanting um, instant gratification in some other way. Like if I just take the right supplement, one supplement, then I'll be healthy. It's the same. If I just have the perfect marriage, then I'll be relationally full. I'll be filled up. They will be my all. Except no one human can be your all. And isn't that great? Isn't that great that we get to experience the tremendous variety? And, and nobody else is going to come and save you or do your emotional work and create your emotional connections for you. That's the knight in shining armor concept. And it's not true and, and you wouldn't want it to be because this is a joyous experience of yourself. So and connecting to yourself. So relationship malnutrition, I think happens when you look to any one person to fulfill you completely emotionally and even potentially spiritually. When you expect your primary partner to provide you with all of the nourishment of connection and then they're not able to, and then either party can overreact and say, well, this isn't working. Maybe it's not the right relationship. Let's move on to another one. Versus inviting in the entire buffet. When you entire, invite in the entire buffet, you get huge variety. So in order to understand this, first Identify what are the things that you need out of relationship period, not out of that primary, but out of relationship period. And they might be things like friendship, love, touch, intimacy. Touch and intimacy are two different things, by the way. Sexuality, mentoring, 
leaving a legacy, having a shared passion or a shared interest, collaborative work, a kindred spirit, somebody to listen, somebody to speak. There's a long, 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 long list of how we thrive by what we receive from others in relationship. There's an equally long list of how we thrive by what we give to others in relationship. And then once you have that list of what you're actually looking to eat, so to speak, how you're looking to nourish yourself, then you can start to fill it up with lots of different people in your life. So women that come into our Vibrant Woman program, for example, at first it, they're nervous. They, it's scary. They're not sure if they can be vulnerable with these other people because they've really had the conditioning that you're, you're meant to get this out of family or that relationship. But community outside of your immediate family is a huge buffet. So you, the assignment here, if you choose to accept, is identify the nourishment that you would like to be receiving from human connection and then make a big list of all the people that you could, you could receive each need from that don't even include your intimate family or, or you know, just no rules about it because it's available to you all over. Now, if you are in the situation where you have lost a significant partner, divorce, perhaps even death, it's so important to expand your buffet. It's equally important if you're in a marriage, but you're feeling lonely. And it also applies if you've been raising children for the last 20 years, and now they're out of the house. Maybe they've been your only primary connection food for a long time. You get to open yourself now to create this beautiful buffet and to no longer feel like you're malnourished nutritionally, relationship-wise. So it's why the, the weekend, the I Am Vibrant Girls Getaway Weekend, was so nourishing. Why they're feeling like, wow, I was in my my tribe, I was feeling there with kindred souls like minds who understood me. It's because they opened themselves up to this. And when you do, you give yourself a freedom. You give yourself a freedom of self-expression, <clears throat> excuse me, a freedom to follow your own self-loving impulses, a freedom to be heard and to be seen by other women. And there's a piece of this that comes down to trust. When we trust, when we are vulnerable, that's when we can actually connect. And the key to any relationship, all relationships, again, you could have a thousand friends, but if you don't have this key, it's not, it's not a connection. The key is being vulnerable, being willing to be vulnerable and be real. So on the deepest level, loneliness is internal doesn't have to do with how many people are around us or what they're doing or if they could only be more emotionally available then i would be happier no it's an internal peace 
It's internally, how willing and open are you to connecting? So identify your, your needs and then be open and willing to connect with anyone in that area of those needs, your fun needs, your creative needs, your spiritual needs, your deep needs, your playful needs. Make a buffet because there's certainly plenty of human beings here having the same experience. And it's a buffet that you get to eat from if you're aware and if you're open and if you shift some things for yourself. Now, the final piece of connection is really connection with higher power. And often it's difficult to connect with self and others if we're disconnected from that which created us and from higher power. So having a practice in place where you connect with higher guidance, whatever name you use for that, also has an effect on the depth of your connection with other human beings. So I invite you to reconnect with yourself, connect more deeply with those in your life, and then expand your buffet of people that you can connect with. You will feel much less disappointed with any one vegetable <laughs> on, the, on the plate, right? You won't be looking for one person to be all things to you. And you will start to really, really enjoy the tremendous variety of connection that we have here in the human journey. Let me know your takeaways and what you're practicing. And as always, stay vibrant, allow yourself to be you and pay attention to what lifts you up as opposed to what brings you down and fill your life with what lifts you up. Thank you for listening to the I Am Vibrant podcast. You've been listening to I Am Vibrant, the podcast that helps you reboot your brain and reprogram your subconscious mind to feel good on purpose and create a life you love.